Hey, this is Miles Hunter. I'm the pastor of TC3 Students, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and I hope this message helps you connect to the life-changing power of Jesus Christ and gives you the courage to live out your faith in your homes, schools, and community. Enjoy today's message. Hey, well, thank you. Thank you very much. First of all, I'm so thankful that Victoria shared her testimony. Such an encouragement to me. Honestly, guys, I was thinking, if she can do it, I can do it. So um, that encouraged me. So um, my name's Lori Milner. And before sharing my testimony, I have a question about your testimony. Um, Have you ever thought, my testimony's kind of boring. I grew up in church. I asked Jesus as my savior when I was really young, and there's really no big, big before and after difference. Raise your hand if you ever thought or said, my testimony's just a little bit boring. I think there's more of you, okay. Well, that's my testimony, and I'm here to tell you that it's not boring, it's awesome. And I'm gonna focus on four decisions that I made that completely changed the direction of my life and set me on a complete different path. And of course, that first decision was salvation. So when I was in second grade, about, and yes, I was a tomboy, there I am. Um, I was listening to my Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Temple, which is kind of funny, because of course we didn't meet in a temple and we didn't even meet in a church. We uh, met in a factory while our church was being built. So I'm listening to Mrs. Temple Uh, tell us that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins so that we could live with him forever in heaven. And in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, 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 I know all that, I know all that, I got that, until I heard something I had never heard before. And she said, you have to ask Jesus into your life. And I freaked out. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I didn't know I had to ask. I thought he was already there. And um, so I prayed to God, and I was like, so, I told God, I'm so, so sorry. I waited so long to ask you into my heart, but I thought you were already there. And after I prayed, um, it was like, the way that was a close one. I could have got killed in a car accident today on the way home and gone to hell, all because I didn't know I had to ask. Um, so I made that decision, not because I was scared of going to hell, but I really made that decision because... Um, I love Jesus, and I wanted to follow him. So, of course, that decision did change my path from death to life, from hell to heaven. And it changed my identity. I mean, one minute you do not have the Holy Spirit, and the next minute you have the Holy Spirit. You are a child of God in an instant. You are a new creation. Your identity has changed. Um, now, there was, there, there was no big before and after in my life. I mean, look at me. It's not like I'm beating up people in the neighborhood or at school. I'm not stealing cars or anything. Look at me. Um, so on the outside, uh, nothing changed. But on the inside, everything changed. And one of my favorite verses about that is, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone Um, the new has come. So, do you need it? Can you hear me, or do you need help? It's cutting out. Go ahead, just switch. Okay, so switch. Um, 
So even though on the outside nothing looked like it changed, on the inside everything changed. I now had the Holy Spirit, my help. I now had the Holy Spirit, my helper, my counselor who was with me always. So through elementary school, through junior high, through high school, um, the Holy Spirit helped me make decisions, uh, like kept preventing me from making bad decisions that kept me from trouble and heartbreak and broken relationships. I had a helper and counselor with me always. Um, and uh, of course I would care about grades and friends and sports, but it was very freeing that my identity wasn't in any of those things. My identity was in Christ. Um, I need a drink and it's somewhere like by that black bag. I am so sorry, I have no saliva right now. <laughs> I'm always losing my water bottle. Okay. Oh. Okay. Did everyone hear my beginning, though, with this? Did you hear the beginning of my story? Okay. So, um, so anyways, that made all the difference. And I even had a piece about death. And I remember as a kid singing in church, a song about, can't wait to go to heaven. And I'm like, confession, I really would like to drive and then date first. Then I want to go to heaven. So um, I had a real piece about that. Um, my second decision would be baptism. I was in high school. So here I am in high school, and I'm with uh, my grandpa that I call Papa, and he was like a second dad to me, and uh, I had gone to the same school until my junior year, and we moved from Fort Wayne, Indiana to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I attended a new church, and I was asked, hey, um, have you been baptized? I'm like, no, and they're like, why not? I'm like, I don't know, why not? Why, not? why haven't I? Why not? So I was all in, I got baptized, and for me, um, that meant I was willing to follow Jesus, even if it meant being different, um, that I would do that. Um, so one of my favorite verses, oh, so I discovered in high school, like I fell in love with this verse, um, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And initially, of course, you, you know, you got to love this verse because it sounds like you, t you give God your desires, he gives you what you want. So but as I learned, um, soon learned that God meant he would take his desires and make them my desires. And that is something that I did seek and I did want. And what I love about this is how do you do that? You delight in him and spend time with him. And I love that. Um, it, um, so being different was not tested until I went to college. So here I am in college, and I have a decision to make about alcohol. So let me take a drink before tackling that topic. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I'm a freshman, and I get invited to this uh, junior-senior event. And, and there's a pre-party. And I'm feeling so cool because I'm this little freshman and I'm with juniors and seniors. How cool. 
And then uh, at the party, all of a sudden, someone hands me a drink, and they're like, would you like a drink? Well, up until this time, I had never, I never drank alcohol. I actually uh, don't like the taste of it, and it was never a temptation until now. So they're like, hey, you want a drink? And all of a sudden, the music in the room just suddenly stopped. Everybody stopped talking. Literally, everyone's looking at me, waiting in silence for my answer to this question. Hey, would you like a drink? And I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit put a thought in my head that said, don't undo what you've done your entire life in a split second. Decide tomorrow. Because I'm thinking there's nothing wrong with this. I knew biblically it's wrong to get drunk, but it's not wrong to drink. And I'm looking, there's an umbrella in my drink, and it's colorful, and it's fun, and everybody's dressed up, and I'm thinking there's nothing wrong with this. But the Holy Spirit says, decide tomorrow. So I say, no thanks. And all of a sudden, the music's back on, people are back talking, and it's like nothing happened. So obviously that didn't really happen, but in my head, it, that's what it really felt like happened. Um, so that was really the first time I really felt peer pressure, because I was this little freshman, and I just kind of wanted to fit in. So the next day... I prayed, I was going to, I mean, the next day I did pray about it, but I have to tell you, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. First of all, I didn't like the taste of it, so the only reason I would drink would be to feel it, and I knew that alcohol and I would be a bad combination. I just knew it. I also knew I did not need help in the poor judgment category. I had seen um, people do things they never would have done had they not been drinking, but I still made my list of pros and cons about drinking or not drinking. And you know, the funny thing is, it never occurred to me that it was illegal. I was underage. That did not go on my list. Um, and that's because, you know, drinking was so prevalent on campus, it, it, it didn't really occur to me. So, um, so I am thankful at the end um, that God really made his desires my desires, and I wanted nothing to do with alcohol. Um, and one thing I had heard uh, people say about Christians, they're no different than us. They're no different. So I kept thinking, if I had that one drink at a party, how would they know if that was the only drink I was going to have all night, or if that was one of too many to come? And I just didn't want any part of that. Um, so one of my favorite verses at that time, and still is, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So I'm so thankful. I was at this party, and I heard this voice say, what am I in line for? And someone's like, keg line. She's like, what? I don't drink. I just came here to dance. And I'm like, oh, boys from heaven, where are you? Because I just love to dance. I have no interest. So I'm like, what? I'm at this party. Where is that voice? I found her. We became best friends and roommates um, right away. And um, I'm keeping my notes so I don't say too much, you guys. Uh, also, um, hmm, uh, sorry, sorry. And um, hmm. oh, also, I was actually shocked that I was very different. Okay, like. I got lucky that first time, like seemed like everything went back to normal. Oh no, it was very noticeable that I was not drinking and I didn't want it to be noticeable. Um, but you know what? Good conversations came out of it. People were like, hey, do you think I'm bad because I drink? Or I don't want to drink tonight, so can I go with you, you know, to the party? Or I wish I could have fun 
without drinking. So you know what? It ended up being okay. But it was very different, and I didn't expect that. Um, so I'm just thankful that God gave me the strength to say no, and then the joy of just like getting this Christian roommate and having good conversations. Um, so the year, my freshman year ends, and I plan to return, but God had different plans. And that is my fourth and final decision uh, was transferring uh, colleges. And I have to tell you, in my entire life, like including now, uh, that decision was the, mo- was the most I ever felt God tell me what to do. Like I knew he wanted me to transfer from a state college to a Christian college. And I, I didn't want to go. Um, I was afraid I'd be bored, which leads me to this next photo. So I was afraid I was going to be bored. And um, guess who's signing the back of my jeans? It's John Bon Jovi. Yes. So God answered my prayers. I was not bored at all going to that Christian college. Um, so, but I have to tell you, that summer, <laughs> just to show that that's him, um, that summer, God made things so, so quickly, God so quickly changed my direction that summer. He literally put my hands up in the air, and I was like, I'm along for the ride. All right, let's go. Um, and he, he, he did it by a couple things. Uh, sadly, my, my uh, papa committed suicide that summer between my freshman and sophomore year, and uh, he shot himself. And that day, heaven became more real because I dearly loved someone that lived there. Um, and my youth group friends, oh, they were by my side in a second and were so supportive. And I noticed, hmm, all my, all my uh, youth group friends go to Christian colleges. Then later in the summer, I'm a camp counselor for a week, and I'm noticing, huh, all these counselors go to Christian colleges. And actually, they were really great, and they were really fun, and they were really awesome. And then I get back from camp, and one of the counselors calls me and says, hey, we need a roommate. And, um, and her Christian college was near Chicago, so I thought, well, if I'm really bored, at least Chicago is like 45 minutes south. Um, so anyway, that's what some of the things God did that summer. Um, in my notes, I really don't say how I met John Bon Jovi, does anyone want to know? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't put that. It's quick. Uh, so my roommate that, I mean, the girl that needed a roommate, and I joined her, she was interning as a DJ at a rock and roll top 40 radio station that just happened to be next door to our college. And I was, they were giving away backstage, no, they were giving away concert tickets. And I was like, hey, do you have any extra? And she's like, no, but you can go with my boss. I'm like, I don't want to go with your boss, because I had other plans. Well, you could go backstage and meet John Bon Jovi. I'm like, all right. So I went with her boss, who's here tonight, because (laughs) he was a DJ and his family owned the radio station. And, you know, uh, later we got married. So there you go. I didn't need any notes for that. No notes for that. So my last verse is um, the words of Jesus. I've come that they, have may, that they may have life and have it to the full. Some say abundant life. 
Um, so I want to say how awesome that our boring testimonies, we get a head start on this full, abundant life. And so my prayer for everyone here that's listening, my prayer for you is that you would experience this full, abundant life. Whether you already made that decision or maybe you just feel like you're going through the motions, um, my prayer is that you would ask Jesus into your life and experience the full life he has planned just for you. You have a story. And when he's in it, it's awesome. That's it. <laughs> oh, I do have, um, before you break into small groups, um, we're going to be practicing sharing the gospel. So I just wanted to pass along something that was super helpful to me. Uh, before I moved here, I was volunteering at a pregnancy center in the inner city where we would share the gospel. And on the wall, we had like, uh, I don't know, not, I don't know if they were rules, but it said number one, oh my gosh, at the pregnancy center on the wall, they had a paper that said, number one, live for, live for God, two, share the gospel, three, leave the results to God. And I want to share with you, when I would share the gospel with the client, and then I would come out, say the client said no, right? I'm sharing the gospel. She says no. And I come out, and of course, I'm, I'm a little bummed. And then I tended to think, oh, you know, maybe I needed to say it differently. Maybe I could have said it better. And you start beating yourself up. Leave the results up to God. Is salvation in my hands? Is salvation in my hands? Is salvation in your hands? No, it's not. That's God's job. Our job is to share the gospel. And so when my friend and I focused on, oh, that's so awesome, I got to share the gospel, leave the results to God. And it was very freeing and it was very joyful. And I did hear statistically that someone needs to hear the gospel seven times before they receive Christ as their savior. So maybe someone's never heard the gospel and God wants you to share it with them, right? And you share it and he says no and you're like, oh, I'm so bummed, I, did, I, you know, I should have done it differently. No, salvation is not in your hands, it's in God's. And guess what? You were doing what God called you to do and you were the first, he, you know, you shared the gospel to that person for the first time. So you don't know if it's God's purpose for you to be the first person, third, seventh person. Um, but that's what we're created to do and designed to do is to share the gospel. So um, I'll pray before we um, sing and then break up into small groups. Lost my saliva again. <laughs> so, dear Father in heaven, I just thank you and praise you for this full life, for joy that is in you, and that when we spend time with you, it's a delight. My prayer is for all of us to experience more and more and more and more of you, that we want to share the gospel and we're freed knowing that that is our purpose, that's what you created us to do, and that uh, you will, um, you save people, and you work all things for your glory and good. Help us be a part of that. I thank you that we can partner you, partner with you in that, and that you would help equip us tonight as we practice. In Jesus' name, amen.